0: Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 13th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 8 and 6pm on community radio station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a recorded interview, first played on the 8th of February 2019 by Ian Salick with Ian Bentley, President of the Rotary Club of Hawthorne. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and you're listening to the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show with Ian Salick right through until 8 o'clock tonight. Now, it's my great pleasure to welcome to the 94.1 FM three wbc microphone yet another dedicated rotarian in district 9800 ian bentley ian is the current president of the very strong rotary club of hawthorne his year in the role of president finishes in june this year so it is timely to get an update on how he feels his club has traveled in the seven months of this rotary year to date ian a very warm welcome to you, and thank you for
1: joining us. Uh, thank you, Ian. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Ian, as I always do, uh, before I talk about the various roles and your current work at the Rotary Club of Hawthorne, I'd like to find out about the person that I'm talking to. And uh,
1: first of all, are you a Victorian? I'm more than a Victorian. Am a Hawthornian? Uh, I was born at uh, Ellendale Private Hospital, which was across the road from the Hawthorne footy ground and I lived in Connell Street, Hawthorne for the first four years of my life. So I'm Hawthorne born and bred. You You couldn't be more brown and gold, (laughs) a very genuine brown (laughs) and gold person.
0: Uh, Sometimes when I ask people I say, well I've been here for a few years but I was really born in New South Wales, but by God you are a Hawthorne man through and through. I am indeed. Now Ian, what was your profession?
1: I was uh, a school teacher. I had a, uh, a science background. I was a biochemist, um, worked in hospitals, uh, pharmaceutical firms. But uh, at a, uh, a time fairly early in my career, I, uh, I was called to teaching and I spent 30 uh, uh, odd years in secondary teaching and then about another 15 years in tertiary education teaching teachers. So um, there's 40. Five years about. Uh, in fact, uh, only just recently retired from uh, from teaching part time at Deakin University.
0: Oh, Deakin University, fascinating institution. They're out in, Burwood, uh, in, in Burwood, Burwood, Highway.
1: That's correct. Excellent.
0: Yes. And what were you doing there? Specifically, doing there?
1: I was um, I was in teacher education. So um, teachers used to go to teachers' colleges to uh, to uh, do their teacher training. Well, that's all done by universities now. So I was essentially. Uh, a lecturer in education but supervising the, the development of educational uh, and teaching skills uh, for um, prospective teachers. Teaching teachers teaching. to be teachers. Indeed. Uh, teaching teachers uh, to uh, be
0: teachers. F- a fascinating
1: role. There's actually, there's actually a, a bit of a joke about teachers and, and teacher educators. It says, if you can't do, then you teach, I and mean, if you can't teach, you teach teachers. I don't think it's quite correct but it sounds a bit uh, it, it sounds
0: very good and of course it's
1: interesting these days i think because teachers are supposed to be apolitical did you find that um, apolitical no in fact one of my colleagues a professor at uh, latrobe university when i was there she said uh, uh teaching was the most political act that there was
0: well i think it is and sometimes <laughs> i, uh, I uh, decry that happening but i know that does happen mm. with teachers but i'm sure you would have been an excellent teacher Uh, And talking about teaching, uh, let's just go back a little further into your life. Did you do any volunteering at school? Because that's often
1: a precursor
0: to joining Rotary.
1: Well, that's a very interesting question because um, at school, at my own secondary school, I suppose you're referring to, um, did I do any community work? Probably not within school. I was a member of Scouts, and as a a Uh member of the Scouts... We were doing community work. I can remember many weekends collecting bottles to raise money for the scouting movement or other community community groups. So uh, that that was the extent of it. Uh, I was sports mad, and uh, when I wasn't at school, I was playing sport of one sort or another. Well, well, Ian, that's very interesting
0: uh, that you mentioned scouts because obviously that's a wonderful organisation for the person, but it's also an organisation. That has a great volunteer
1: code oh, yes. about
0: it and a community code about it. Of course, it. yes. And maybe that
1: was the trigger for you in later life. Because well, I think it I think it left an impression. Uh, of it it normalised the um, the the fact that people within the community would give of their own time freely to uh, to look after other people um, and and to to, pro- to provide uh, activities for, for people. Um, completely free of charge. Uh, and I can rem- remember many people in my childhood who who did that. Um, so, yes, I guess it, it did sow that seed.
0: I vouched that that was the catalyst, probably a silent one at the time, mm. but undoubtedly the catalyst because if you get used to that, and often when I interview people, they mention scouts or they mention work, you know, helping mm. pensioners at school or collecting for the Red Cross or... Mm doing gardening, they mention these activities at school and I think that probably gives them a a direction for future involvement in Mm. community work so Scouts is a a very legitimate catalyst for doing Rotary. How many years have you been in Rotary?
1: Um, I think it's about eight years now it's been a bit of a stop start uh, um, road for me in Rotary because I started back in late 99 or 2000 with uh, the Rotary Club of Camberwell and I just recently uh, changed jobs I'd moved from Kerry Grammar school where I'd been for 23 years to to take up a senior role at Kingswood College in Box Hill and I felt that uh, in that role in that more management role what I'd like to do was to spend time with people who were managers and leaders in other areas of of uh, a work life in other vocations, and I saw that uh, that Rotary might be an opportunity for me to work alongside in a leadership capacity with people with, with different backgrounds.
0: So you went to Camberwell first, and then you, you, you went on to Hawthorne, but when did you first hear about Rotary? I,
1: heard, I first heard about Rotary uh, when I was a teacher at Kerry Grammar School. We had a, a headmaster there that I worked under for about 20 years, named Gerard Kramer. And Gerard was the gentleman's gentleman, a wonderful man. And I remember um, you could virtually uh, drop in on Gerard at any time, although everyone called him Sir or Mr. Kramer in those days. Um, But there was a time you couldn't drop in on him, and that was Tuesday at lunchtime, because Tuesday at lunchtime he would have left and gone to the Hawthorne Rotary Club. Uh And I discovered that, and I (laughs) and and it 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 piqued my interest because i thought a man of his qualities who was going off to rotary on tuesday and taking time out of the school that he he dedicated his life to there must have been something special about rotary and it it was uh, something that i i followed up later on
0: so that was what motivated you in the first place well it it piqued my interest i I
1: thought here's a man i respect greatly and he's involved in Rotary. There must be something in Rotary. And a busy man, obviously. And a busy man, yes. And, and a, yet he dedicated time to Rotary.
0: Correct. So you, first of all, went to Camberwell. Why Camberwell first and not Hawthorne first? And Why Camberwell there?
1: first? Because I had a, a friend and colleague who was, um, who was a, a member at Camberwell and, uh, and he uh, recommended me to the club. And that was, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed my time at Camberwell and I learnt a lot. And why did I go to hawthorne later on, yes. not back to camberwell? um Because I was going to, uh, to camberwell because I'd been I was working full time. It was an evening meeting. Evenings were free. As I was approaching retirement, I saw that there'd be time during the day. I thought a uh, a lunchtime meeting uh, might suit me better. And that's the beauty of Rotary, isn't it? The breakfast the
0: lunchtime or the dinner meeting, which gives great, uh, you know, variety and time availability Mm. to people. That's a very good idea. So you made the swap uh, to Hawthorne and perhaps you could describe for us, uh, and we've had this before from certain Rotarians at Hawthorne that I've spoken to, how would you describe the
1: soul of the place at Hawthorne? Um, Hawthorne is a very friendly club. I mean, I, I don't know whether people have used that. Um, there, are, I, I made the comment uh, a, a few weeks ago to the club and uh, I said that there are no cliques at, uh, at uh, Hawthorne. You could sit on any table any week and engage in a conversation with people and not feel uncomfortable, and people wouldn't be uncomfortable sitting with any other people in the club. And I know that's not common. And I, I, Bernie Walsh, a past uh, district governor, piped up it during when I said that. And he said, that's the sign of a good club. And I thought, well, there you go. That's uh, it's an interesting thing. But it's something that I really noticed about it that stands out. There, people are happy at Hawthorne. It's a happy club at Hawthorne. Yes,
0: yes. I know why you're saying that, but you're saying it doubly so. Yeah. Now, that's an exemplary feature. Uh, of uh, clubs uh, where they have that ease of uh, relationship and and i agree with you mike my, my club is glenferry as you know and your cluster and we have clusters listeners in rotary and it's part of the riverside cluster hawthorne and glenferry but our club at glenferry is is the same as well mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think that's a great part of a club where you can go in on any day as you say and sit at any table and feel totally relaxed and part of the conversation mm. That's an excellent asset for the Rotary Club of Hawthorne. how many members do you have?
1: We currently have 48 on the books that's slightly down on uh, on the end of last year but the people who have departed have departed for uh, for, for good reasons uh, uh, moving moving to a different part of the state uh, a couple of people who've had, uh, um, health issues in the family where they've been called upon to, uh, to take up carer's roles and can't commit uh, to the club anymore. But uh, in fact, one of the people who's left is, uh, has indicated that uh, he's coming back. So uh, that says something about the club. Well, <laughs> he's missing
0: it. Well, that's a, that's a very good sign, isn't um, it?
1: Uh, and what about new members? Are you recruiting new members? New members? Well, we recruited, um, I think we had eight or nine um, new members last year. And uh, we've, uh, I've inducted two. We've certainly got a third, and maybe a fourth and a fifth in the pipeline. Excellent stuff. Excellent yeah. stuff.
0: Good. And and tell us what what are, what are what are their sort of professions? they come from different walks of life? Have you got a good cross section of people and professions uh, in the club, both men and women?
1: Oh, we've got uh, a, 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 an improving gender balance. Um, um, more than half of the uh, the new members uh, have been uh, have been women, and there is a there's a, a, a very broad cross section um, from you know, finance, commerce, medicine, medical research, um, uh, law, um, the teachers. Uh, yeah, there's there's, well, there's, a, there's an extraordinary range. Uh, Real estate agents, we've got them all. (laughs) Well, that that makes for a very
0: interesting club. and makes for interesting conversation. And as you say, great relationships. That's probably why people mix so well together because they've got different aspects of life to talk about.
1: Now, where and when do you meet, Ian? We meet at uh, the Kooyong Tennis Club at uh, at lunchtime, uh, 12.30 for one on Tuesdays. We also have a fifth meeting of the month, and this is part of our uh, our moving into the 21st century, trying to trying to accommodate the uh, the changes in in uh, demands and work life uh, work life demands of uh, of young people that uh, they're not free at, uh, at lunchtime as they may well have been in the past. So we've uh, we've introduced this once a month evening meeting where we meet at Vision Australia, just across the road from the Keon Tennis Club. And what's the format of that meeting? That format, the format of that meeting is much more informal and uh, it's, it's still taking shape. We've, we've been working on it for about a year, uh, but many of those meetings take the form of a conversation about, uh, about projects, about planning projects, about, so it's more of the business of traditional Rotary than um, the, for the, the focus being on a guest speaker. Uh, but we do have guest speakers from time to time, and we—it's—it's uh, it's very much um, a mixed bag of, of, of things.
0: A lot of younger people want to do projects; they're very project orientated.
1: Are you getting some young people to
0: that meeting? We are.
1: We're getting a whole a whole range, and we've got some quite uh, inspiring people through that. Uh, That—it's um, a wonderful—it's
0: a wonderful, it's a wonderful concept and a very good way to to go about it. Can they get something to eat or drink there? Is, oh is yes,
1: it, yes. We have a uh, we have a. a a meal we, but it's just uh it's a snack and a drink um it's not the the uh, the quality of food that we might get at the keong tennis club which is uh which is probably at the upper end of the cuisine that uh, the right, rotary clubs right.
0: get very very much so because the rotary club of glen ferry as you know also <laughs> meets there yeah. but i think it's a great idea because it's project orientated uh, mainly project orientated and as i say a lot of young people appear to want that don't they as they're as their sole goal, that's mm. what they want to do.
1: You now We're not looking at this club, this um, uh, fifth meeting of the month, as we call it, this Wednesday evening uh, uh, group, as being a, a satellite club, as being a separate club. We have uh, members who go to the Tuesday uh, lunchtime meeting also come along, so it's, it's an integrated group. group. But we'd, we'd see those who are, are predominantly Wednesday evening members more and more taking over the running of that. At the moment, it's, it's being run by uh, the older members, but we'd like to hand over the running of that, uh, that meeting to those people who are more exclusively Wednesday nighters. Right.
0: And you might just care to tell us what time your meetings start on the, on the Tuesday lunchtime. What time does that meet? So Tuesday take?
1: lunchtime, they start at 1, so it's 12.30 for 1, and uh, on the Wednesday evening at 7 o'clock. And how long does each meeting last? Uh, a meeting's an hour. Uh, and they're, um, because of the lunchtime meeting, the lunchtime meeting sort of cutting into the workday of, uh, we still have a, lot, a number of people who uh, have full-time jobs and they, they come out for lunch. Um, uh, people are, are, are looking to get moving at 2 o'clock. Right, so if you're a right local on, trader for instance. If you're a you local want to get trader, or, yes, yes, you're, you've got, yes, you've got to get back to the office. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's a, a, a strict one AI uh, the evening meeting um, we have uh, a time when we have to be out of Vision Australia in the evening so that uh, keeps us to about an hour and a half to two hours.
0: Right and that's on the Wednesday That's on the Wednesday And evening. it starts at what time? At seven o'clock. Seven yeah. o'clock for about an hour and hour and a half. Yeah. That's good stuff um, very innovative and a very good idea but I want to come back to you just for a moment um, obviously before you became president you had some roles in your own uh, Hawthorne Rotary Club, what, what were they?
1: At, at Hawthorne I was only in the Hawthorne Rotary Club for a few weeks before I was tapped on the shoulder to be the, uh, the President-elect and that was on the basis of the uh, the work that I'd done at Camberwell. Um, I, I was in I think in the time that I was at Camberwell I had some experience in uh, in each of the committees so fellowship international uh, uh, and so on but um, I was the bulletin editor for two or three years so that gives you an insight into uh, Very much in, so. into everything that's going on and I was uh, director of vocational uh, just before I, I I left Camberwell so uh,
0: and what did you find most fulfilling in in all those roles the various roles that you did at Camberwell there, I think the,
1: I think the art show is, is a great event oh it's it's an iconic event for Camberwell isn't it and to be part of that I mean it's uh it's they're they're a team of people who work very hard all year uh the the average uh uh, sorry Camberwell Rotarian uh turns out uh, on a regular basis over the 10 days when the when the art show is run and it's it's a great event it's run professionally it raises good money it uh, I think it's in, in many respects it has the hallmarks of a, of a great rotary project because it, um, it it focuses the club, it provides a service to various members of the community, to the, the artist, provides them the opportunity to, to, uh, to exhibit their paintings and to sell them, it provides an opportunity for people to come in to, uh, to see the, the art and enjoy it and to purchase it and, uh, and it provides then income for the the club to be able to distribute to um, to her service projects for the the remainder of the year. So if I had to identify what the perfect qualities were of a perfect project for Rotary, that's it. Serving a whole lot of purposes. An excellent activity. Well, Ian,
0: thank you for... Uh, letting us get to know you a little bit better and your Rotary Club of Hawthorne and by the same token, uh, the Rotary <laughs> Club of uh, of Camberwell. Uh, you know, I know some of the really good things that uh, both clubs do uh, in uh, the Burundara community, which is wonderful. Now, what I'd like to do is take a little break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk some more. Welcome back. We're talking with Ian Bentley, the current president of the Rotary Club of Hawthorne who finishes his term of office in June this year. This Rotary year is flying by, so after his seven months to date, we thought it would be a good idea to get an update on his Rotary Club of Hawthorne's activities to date this year, and importantly, what is planned ahead. Ian, what are the local community projects which the Rotary Club of Hawthorne is involved in?
1: the list is extensive I have to say Uh, one of the things that I'll just digress a moment before I answer the question directly but one of the things that I wanted to do as as a president is to identify what might be a a signature project for the club Um, not been successful in doing that at the moment but that that doesn't mean that we're not a very busy club in in the community so let's just get back to your question specifically Uh, probably the two major projects that we do in in the community as a club is the running of the uh, the Boroondara Christmas lunch um, and that uh, that's a Christmas lunch that uh, that we provide for all members of the community um, it's uh, usually somewhere between 220 and 250 people from the community who who meet together at Camberwell High School and uh, we provide a, a, a Christmas lunch and entertainment and, and bring together a lot of people who, who otherwise would have a fairly um, uninspiring and lonely Christmas. A bland Christmas. A bland Christmas, yes. So um, that's a, that's a, a fantastic um, project that's been going on for a long time. The other um, major activity that occurs uh, or that's run by, by Hawthorne is the Chances Golf Day and that raises uh, a, a, a quite a reasonable amount of money uh, that contributes to the Burindara Cares Foundation's supported chances uh, program, chances scholarships program that, uh, that many of your listeners would know about. But uh, adding to that, uh, we uh, we have uh, an association with uh, Auburn High School where we do two major activities with them. We run a, a series of, of mock job interviews for Year 10 students where uh, um, teams of Rotarians run a, a mock job interview for uh, for uh, jobs that are um, uh, have been uh, selected by their uh, vocational coordinator or vocation, uh, education coordinator. The students write an application for the job, and then they come along to a a, a meeting, a, a mock interview with uh, with Rotarians. We also provide uh, uh, public speaking training for uh, for Auburn High School. Students who uh, might be applying for uh, for scholarships uh, or uh, or for um, for other other um, events where public speaking skills are, are valuable. So we've got some people who have skills in that area. We also provide a public speaking program for uh, students at uh, Swinburne University, where um, uh, and that, that that's for for people who have, who lack confidence in public speaking, but many of the students who attended are uh, international students where English is another language for them. And uh, and, and of course, presentation skills are part of uh, of their um, their studies, presenting their, the findings of their, their work and then also of getting a job down the track. So uh, we, we're involved in that. We help out with the servants community housing and doing gardening and uh, and, um, and helping out with repairs um, we uh, were involved in a project with uh, with Boab health services which is in uh, uh, in broome in northwestern Australia um, one particular project we've we did with them in the in uh, the past year is to provide foot care packs um, the Aboriginal people uh, often don't wear shoes they suffer um, uh, Injuries to their feet that uh, are not properly treated, they get infections in uh, in their feet, and uh, these these can lead to very serious conditions. Now it's, it's interesting that uh, we're providing these foot care packs. The government will provide a um, um, uh, an airfare for an Aboriginal person to travel to Perth to see a specialist, but uh, don't provide the money for. Foot care packs, where you could provide first aid on the ground. How contradictory! So, I it, mean, it's strange, isn't stupid, isn't it? It's a very strange thing, but uh, uh, that's been very useful, and I, I can see that we'll we'll uh, repeat that uh, that project. Um, we're also currently with the Boab uh, Health um, Service looking at um, uh, diabetes um, detection equipment. Um, the issue we have with that is that the equipment itself. Is, uh, is reasonably cheap, but the ongoing upkeep, the, the provision of the, the consumables for those, uh, those um, diabetes detection kits can be quite expensive. And so that may be an issue, although we're looking at maybe uh, tapping into the suppliers to see whether they might uh, help us uh, reduce the price or, or maybe provide. Uh, a suppl- supplies for the the Aboriginal people in the Kimberley in that area.
0: Is that, Are those kits at the mission stations or are they with the families uh, for
1: self-assessment? Uh, the, Bo- the Boab Health Service people, um, uh, the Boab Health Service have uh, health workers who go out into the right, communities and mean, work yes. with the individuals. They would train people in how to use them and how to read them and, and, uh, and they, they meet with, uh, with the, uh, the Indigenous people to, to monitor their progress.
0: Um, Ian, that is an enormously uh, broad range of local projects. When I asked you, I wasn't sure that it would be that extensive. and I I'm not sure that I've impressed. mentioned all of them, but they're the ones have that have come Have you got more? Mind. tell, well, tell uh, us, have you got uh,
1: more? The well, there are a couple of others that we've run in the last 12 months. We ran a, uh, a Welcome Lunch. There's a, uh, an organisation um, that runs welcome dinners where people who are new to uh, to the country, uh, who are struggling to uh, to get to know Australians and understand uh, uh, Australian uh, culture, are um, are invited into people's homes where they will have dinner and they bring a, a dish. What a fantastic
0: a new migrant a new a migrant. welcome program a
1: welcome program. Now we we ran at at the Auburn Bowls Club um, sort of a, a a large version of that where we had about. Oh, might have been a dozen tables that were like dining room tables, and we had migrants and Rotarians and facilitators and people brought along their their um, a dish that represented it was uh, dishes that represented their culture or something special to them. Fabulous idea! And started the uh, the discussion. What a fabulous idea! And and, uh, and made made them feel welcome, but also it was an opportunity for them to learn a bit more about Australians and feel welcomed into their new country. I think that's a wonderful program. Congratulations for doing that
0: uh, and, and I loved your program about, uh, you know, vocational training for students in terms of public speaking and interview technique. I mean, that is, that's solid, good community stuff, good local stuff. Well, that is, as I say, so broad. What are you doing internationally as a club? What are
1: we doing internationally as a club? Well, I think the big, the big project that we've been doing internationally, and that's been uh, driven by one of our members, uh, Peter Lugg, but also uh, helped out by Gordon Chain, and that is uh, we've been providing uh, um, medical equipment to Cambodia. Um, in, uh, in Phnom Penh, there were a couple of hospitals there that were buildings, but there was nothing in them. And uh, there were people were sleeping on the floors. There was no equipment there, but there's a remarkable amount of uh, medical equipment that is turned over by Australian and Victorian hospitals that would go to landfill possibly. And uh, we have been loading containers and sending that over. And uh, I think Peter's managed to completely deck out a, com- a complete hospital, and he's onto his second one. Um, but along with that he trains uh, Cambodian surgeons, uh, we provide surgical equipment and, and all of, the, uh, all of the, the the bits and pieces that go along with running a hospital. And does some of that equipment come out of the donations in kind
0: warehouse? In some course, of it right does, right does come out of road road? that,
1: some of it does come out of Just recently uh, we purchased from the Rotary Club of Belgrave a, um, a container which was, um, well, it, it was virtually full. We added a few things uh, to fill it up, but um, the, uh, the Rotary Club of Belgrave have their own contacts in, with hospitals. Uh, one of the members there has a lot of contacts, and uh, amongst the things that we were sending was a portable x ray machine, um, which is very useful for uh, orthopaedic surgery, um, an operating table, uh, a baby warmer. Um, a, an ultrasound machine plus numerous beds and dressings and just a plethora of medical equipment was thrown into that uh, not thrown but stacked into that, uh, into that container which will go to Cambodia in, uh, in the next month or so.
0: And it would be so very welcome after the devastation of Pol Pot in oh, yes. the country stripped of so much and the people suffering so many injuries yes. That would be just such welcome uh, equipment, wouldn't it? it,
1: it be, oh, it's it's, it's made a, a quantum difference to the uh, to the medical services in Nonpen. It's again, in international terms,
0: such a broad range of activity that you're involved in. Very solid, supportive stuff mm. as a club.
1: Well, Anything that's the else? main one. We also uh, we're working with uh, with people in uh, in the Philippines, where we've been providing um, um, uh, sanitary uh, well, new toilets for uh, for primary schools. Uh, the the issue that, uh, uh, is that they they have fairly primitive uh, um, sanitary conditions, and uh, often uh, young girls find that they stop going to school when they reach puberty. And this is a way by providing these 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 toilets, teaching people how to use them properly. It means that girls can continue to come to school past puberty and continue their education. So it has, a, has a, a, an effect at a number of levels.
0: This is all so very worthwhile and such a wonderful program, both locally and internationally, that you're involved with. I'd like to ask you this, Ian, um, bearing what you've just talked about in mind, and I always ask this question at the end of an interview. We are approaching the end of our time together. It's been a very busy year for you as president, and with all those projects that you have to oversee, uh, undoubtedly you're very, very busy. But I'd like to ask this question. What would your members uh, say about you? What would you like them to say about you uh, at the end of your year as
1: president? I think that I'd like them to, uh, to say that I left the club in as good a condition as I found it, if not better. I think that there's, uh, I, know, I was saying this to the club just yesterday at the meeting, I think it was a slight downward trajectory in, uh, in, the, in, in Hawthorne, as as possibly in a number of clubs. But I think that we've, we, we've turned the corner and we're beginning to, to, uh, to increase the trajectory in, in, in a whole range of ways. And if, if I've been able to continue that upward trajectory, I, I would be very pleased
0: listening to you and the passion that you have and sometimes that's an overused word but listening to you in the passion you have about this wealth of projects that you have uh, I'm very surprised that you think there's been anything but an upward <laughs> upward lifting in your club yeah. uh, and well done for it what are you
1: first personally going to be doing when you finish your year as president well I'm going to be uh, immediate past president so <laughs> being, being there to help well, we, we've got what a lot of clubs have probably have. I mean, we've got a, a very good team of uh, of of past president Katrina Flynn, myself, and incoming president Charlotte England, um, and we have uh, a president be a potential president beyond that in uh, in Telactis So that uh, we, we're working as a team. So it's a sort of it's not it's no longer the idea of the president's year, but it's a series of presidents. Working in in continuity, and uh, and we're, we're meeting together to make sure that uh, I mean I have five months left. It's, it would be pointless for me to to go gung ho into this big project that wasn't something that was going to be picked up and, and carried on. But
0: you've got a continuum of experience, and I and I am aware that the Rotary Club of Hawthorne has currently three past district governors amongst <laughs> the membership. It is, They've it is. got all this wonderful experience and history so undoubtedly your club is going places in terms of developing new projects and managing by the sound of it some wonderful local and international projects and you are to be commended uh, and it all starts at club level, doesn't it, really, Rotary? I mean, we have our district and our, we have our clusters first and we have our district, but it all starts oh, at club level. Well, real action occurs at, uh, at, club, at level. club level. That's where it all happens. There's yeah. coordination at district level, and it's a wonderful mm-hmm. uh, overarching um, guide for us, the district. Mm-hmm. But it starts at club level, and we have to ask you this. How can members be involved in what your Rotary
1: club of Hawthorne is
0: doing how do they get involved as a member of the Rotary Club of Hawthorne
1: well if they uh, they google uh, Hawthorne Rotary they will find our website and uh, on that website they will see the uh, um, the information about the two meetings that we or that we provide the, the weekly Tuesday one and the uh, the once a month uh, meeting at vision Australia there's also information about our uh, our membership uh, uh, director Katrina Flynn so contact details for her so uh, there's the Google Rotary Hawthorne and you'll find us and there's plenty of contact information there. In the first part of the interview you gave us some times of those meetings you might care to repeat. Right yeah. so the Tuesday the Tuesday meeting is a lunchtime meeting it's a 12.30 for one the, the meeting runs from one o'clock to two o'clock on uh, on Tuesdays. The um, the Wednesday evening meeting, the fifth meeting of the month, as we call it, occurs on a Wednesday. It's usually the thurs, third Wednesday um, of the uh, of the month, but uh, it's worth keeping track on the uh, on the website to see uh, when that Wednesday will be, because it does vary uh, from month to month depending on uh, on the program.
0: Well, Ian Bentley, thank you for joining us on the Rotary radio show. It's been good to have you with us and you're bubbling with enthusiasm (laughs) and and, uh, wonderful projects uh, here and abroad. Uh, Thank you for your contribution uh, in another year of Rotary putting service above self. You, especially you and your club, are a great asset to Rotary and the community in Burundara and overseas communities where you operate. And another fine example of that Rotary motto, as I said, service above self. and of this year's Rotary theme be the inspiration. Uh, Ian, uh, to you and your club, good luck with the remainder of the year, you as president and your club in its activities, and uh,
1: more power to all of you. Thank you very much, Ian. It's been a pleasure to be here.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. More podcasts can be found on iTunes by typing into your browser Rotary Radio Doing Good in Victoria, or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.